Well, my name is Jim Herndon. Uh, my wife Peggy and I uh, are serving as biblical counselors. We have been missionaries with an international mission agency, and our field assignment was uh, Argentina and South America. And we were there for 33 years. In the latter part of that 33-year time in Argentina, in the latter years, uh, we were unintentionally, but with an increasing frequency, involved in coming alongside other missionary experiencing difficulties in their life. And providentially, we found ourselves involved in accompanying some of those dear brothers and sisters in Christ through difficult moments in their life. And so we, we weren't uh, intentional about pursuing uh, ministry and biblical counseling until we were in the deep end of the pool and we began to realize that we needed to have better tools. We needed to be somehow better prepared. And that led us into ministry, uh, pursuing ministry tools to be more effective in what the Lord was bringing to us with an increasing frequency. And Jim, tell us about how understanding the rejection syndrome helped you understand yourself better. Well, as we were reading and studying and taking some courses uh, online and counseling, we became aware of a missionary couple, a couple that uh, are exchanged life biblical counselors, and we'd heard wonderful comments about their ministry. And so we went to them, we sought them out with the intention of gleaning from them, learning from them, uh, to see how they do what they do, rather than uh, trying to search through all of the variables, <laughs> the variations of biblical counseling models. So we sought them out, and our intention was to glean from them and to be uh, gaining information of how we could help others. And uh, little did we know that uh, God had a divine appointment in our calendar. Well, tell us then about how the Galatians 2.20 message became more personal to you. Well, as we, uh, we went through an intensive two-day uh, Program with this couple. Uh, the gentleman, when I contacted him, he said, I don't know how to tell you what we do, but I'll be happy for you to come and see. And so we signed up to go there uh, to receive uh, counseling from them. Uh, now, the message of the cross, uh, Galatians 2.20, of course, I memorized that verse, as so many do, in the early years of my faith in Christ. But there was always a curiosity element in me about verses such as Galatians 2.20. Another one was Colossians 3, verses 3 and 4. That my, what does that mean? My life is hidden with Christ in God. So Galatians 2.20, okay, I understand that. But my heart was prepared. My wife and I were in the same in the same journey at the same time, and both of us, uh, hearing the truths explained, presented clearly and directly, and 
reading the handbook to happiness prior to our time with this counselor, um, my wife and I went into that thinking, whatever the Lord has here for us, we don't want to walk away and leave anything on the table. So we went in and we heard this, uh, the message of the exchange life based off of Galatians 2.20. Uh, my life in the flesh is ended. My Adam life is ended. And I was uh, keenly interested in that because there were times in my walk with the Lord in my service as a missionary that I frank, quite frankly felt stuck. And uh, hearing the truths of the exchange life Spending time in prayer and receiving what was being made available to us, to me, uh, talking through the truths of God, Galatians 2.20, really came home. And uh, as we, my wife and I went into the, uh, this experience, that opportunity with a counseling couple, thinking that whatever, Lord, we see this as a divine appointment and we don't want to leave anything on the table, and uh, that held to be true. What were some of the positive uh, blessings you experienced as you allowed the Holy Spirit to make that personal? Understanding or hearing in a concise form the uh, a, a simple presentation of the fundamental essential needs of every man love, acceptance, worth, and security resonated deeply in my heart and um, without ever having been aware of it before I became aware of the depth of uh, the impact of my life of feelings of rejection and my, the feelings of rejection that I'd experienced were not overt rejection I would consider it covert rejection and uh, where there might have been any gaps of covert rejection experiences uh, in my flesh, I filled in the gaps, with adding to uh, feelings of rejection that probably never were there in the beginning. But uh, I began to recognize something, that uh, that feeling of lying on my pillow at night and feeling like there's something unfinished, something God has has repeatedly brought me to recognize and I haven't been able to recognize it. I remember repeating the words of a song that was popular at that time, repeating these words in my head. Lord, give me your eyes for just one second. Give me your eyes that I can see everything that I keep missing. And that phrase brought me to consider deeply in my heart. Uh, what is it that I've been missing? What is it that the Lord has allowed me to experience time and again with the intention of drawing me to himself in ways that I've never considered? What is it that I've kept? What is it that I've missed? And uh, the topic of rejection, the topic of acceptance resonated with me immediately. And I, it was just so obvious. I, I don't know how I missed it for so long. My perception of rejection from early years in my life led, led me to hide, to hide my true identity as a person. The feelings of rejection had a lot of impact on me of shame and fear and guilt and doubts. 
And even after I became a Christian at the age of 26, I have to recognize the fact that those, those things continued to have an effect on me. And it was unfinished business with the Lord. So the way that it affected me, it caused me to, uh, to try to compensate. I wanted to be very superficial. I wanted to be, make no waves, uh, very, uh, very deeply ingrained in me was the, the people pleaser. What I didn't want was to feel rejection. But what I also didn't want was anyone to see behind the facade and uh, led me into a, a pattern of superficiality, please everyone but not allow anyone in. And that had an effect on me. I mean, my wife and I have five children, praise the Lord, uh, now ten grandchildren. But with our five children, there were times when their people-pleasing father uh, needed to have taken different action to, uh, as a father to my children and as a husband to my wife. I was deeply convicted by that. As a matter of fact, since that, since coming into my identity in Christ with the exchanged life, I have uh, apologized directly to each of our five children. And I have on repeated occasions apologized to my wife uh, for my mistakes of uh, fleshly patterns of trying to hide and trying to avoid any type of conflict that might put me in danger of being rejected again. So, Jim, when you and Peggy were having this intensive with this Christ Center Counseling Couple, it seems that the Lord opened your eyes to your identification with Christ and the deeper meaning of the cross. We often call that the exchange life. Um, as a missionary, you would preach the gospel of grace in evangelism. Would you say that this deeper work of God in your life also gave you a different perspective on grace in the Christian life? Yes. Uh, I have to tell you that my wife and I were... Uh, never famous, but we were uh, well known as legalists. Keep the rules. That helps people accept me. And my wife's story is a little bit different, but along the same lines. Uh, we were both uh, easily identifiable as legalists. Uh, I really don't want to say that we were hypocritical. Uh, because we wanted to hold ourselves to the same standard that we expected of others. But that cold, harsh uh, legalism is not really all that attractive. Uh, I have uh, often encountered people that we interacted with significantly in the past, in significant ways, and uh, made the purposefully the, the opportunity to apologize for mistakes that I made in my relations, relationships with them, transmitting judgmental, harsh, cold uh, orthodoxy. So Jim, it's possible to be as dedicated in, as you and your wife were as missionaries to South America, being very devout with your commitment to Scripture, and yet have the rejection syndrome going on and, and legalism. Um, as God brought you both to renewal, how has that opened the door for you to 
uh, help other missionaries. The Lord has uh, led us to an activity uh, of biblical counseling that is twofold. And what you're, uh, what I'm going to speak about now, we, uh, with a smile on our lips, we refer to it as the Greenhouse Project. Mm-hmm. In the in the Greenhouse Project, we schedule missionaries or pastors uh, going through difficulties to come to spend three days with us, and we uh, go through the truths uh, so so wonderfully expressed in Dr. Solomon's book, The Handbook to Happiness and the Ins and Out of Rejection, and the impact on the lives of missionaries that we've had opportunity to minister to, to work with, has just been phenomenal. I'd love to say we have a 100% success rate, but I have to be honest about it. Some um, are not, just don't seem to be ready to receive that. We see that from time to time. But then, uh, not only as a ministry of crisis intervention with missionaries going through deep waters, uh, since we began that, uh, another avenue has opened before us, and we uh, we see a number of missionaries that are about ready to leave this country for their mission field. And the mission agency that I'm, uh, that we're related with uh, wants every new missionary heading out of the country for a first-time assignment to spend three days with us in Chattanooga in the Greenhouse Project. Wonderful. And uh, another avenue that the Lord has opened to us is uh, because we're partnered with a with our local church where we have our membership. Our church has a biblical counseling ministry as an outreach in the community, and uh, we volunteered there for a number of years. And now currently we're uh, carrying the responsibilities to coordinate and administer that counseling center. And uh, we have uh, about thirteen. Counselors that serve uh, voluntarily, and uh, we see uh, wonderful results. Uh, only God could have planned this or put it together, and yeah, we rejoice in what the Lord's given us to do. I often tell people at this stage in our life, we're living the most exciting and rewarding experiences as missionaries. Amen. Thank you, Jim, also for sharing your testimony today, and for also doing uh, the Spanish videos for the. For me to live as Christ, uh, discipleship project of Grace Fellowship. I got an email just this past week, uh, which I forwarded to you, of a Spanish-speaking person that was impacted by the curriculum and the video. So, uh, which is gracias, I guess I should say, for your your co-ministry. And, and I would say de nada. <laughs> God bless you and Peggy. Thanks so much. Thank you.